from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Proud to be hanging out here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, where sports truly meets life. And we are here inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios, 3150 Erie Boulevard East in Syracuse, New York. And of course, we're here on Facebook Live as well. For those of you for your viewing and listening pleasure on Facebook dot com backslash live now dt inside of on pause kettle corn and popcorn factories what's popping you heard from dave paziak with his thoughts about the ncaa tournament for division one men's basketball and heading off to the women's side of things von reed is here with us right now longtime assistant coach of syracuse orange women's basketball to give his thoughts on what's happened with the team this season his overall analysis and take of the team as they move forward here and get set to hear where they'll be heading for the postseason. With that being said, it is always my honor and my pleasure to have Von Reed on the show in any way that we can, whenever we can. So with that being said, Von, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, Dan. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. And and Von, first and foremost, I, I spoke with you, you know, right after the tournament had wrapped up for, for women's basketball for the ACC. Well, your time in the ACC tournament had wrapped up and, you know, I, I got to send you a quick message there. You know, this has been a season for the team where I, I know there's been some trying times. There's been some adversity. You've also been playing without your best player, arguably, and what Tiana, you know, brings to the table and whatnot. Not to say that there are not fantastic players throughout for Syracuse women's basketball, but this is a year where you guys were able to do some fantastic things against some ranked teams and some buzzer beaters and great games in the Dome despite not having Tiana. So how do you assess the season? Because you're without one of your literal superstars, and and yet you, you still had some really, really good moments on the court. Yeah, I thought we had a you know a pretty good season. Obviously, there was an adjustment period with playing without Tiana. Tiana means so much to our team. I don't think there was a more dominant player uh, in the country than Tiana in two seasons. She had 591 assists and scored over 1,000 points. If she does that for four years, she's probably the all-time leading scorer in women's basketball doing that from that standpoint. So not a lot of players can do what Tiana can do. And she was also a player that made players better. She's a natural point guard. And I think Kiki had to kind of adjust in that role. That's not her true role she's not a point guard and I thought she did a really good job of stepping in and filling in for Tiana yeah you know and and to speak on Kiki I got to talk to her at the beginning of the season about you know this opportunity that she had now that you know we've gotten through the regular season and the ACC tournament how would you assess Kiki taking over at point and and just what she's done as the floor general how did she respond now that we can look at hindsight being 2020 here 
thought Kiki did a really, really good job. You know, obviously she became an all-time you know, ACC, you know, player, you know, player of the year from that standpoint. I mean, she's all-conference ACC. Uh, you know, she led us in scoring. She pretty much led us in anything. We asked her to do a lot of things, playing 37 minutes a game, uh, which was, you know, led the conference. So she did a lot of things, you know, really well for our team. Um, and so I thought she played really well with the role that she was given. I thought she had some ups and downs, and she was just trying to figure out how to play the point guard on the fly. And I thought she got better as the season went on. We look at, you know, as the season went and, and where you ended up, 9-9 nine and nine in the conference overall, 16-15, and 15, you know, nationally as far as, you know, non-conference and in-conference games. So 16-15 and 15 on the season, 9-9 nine and nine in the ACC. You finish 8th out of 15 schools was was there any anticipate is this 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 better not as good as you know knowing that you weren't going to have Tiana this season how would you assess 9 and 9 in this conference that's competitive from top to bottom as well as 16 and 15 overall yeah, I thought, you know, um, I thought the conference was a, a little down this year from, from the top, but uh, from, from all the way through, I thought that it was consistently strong. You had teams like Boston College who were predicted to finish low. I mean, they did really well. Wake Forest did well. I mean, I thought every team in our conference could beat you this year, and even Pitt uh, beat, a, beat a Notre Dame team this year. So I thought that the conference was was definitely good. From our standpoint, we, we kind of came into the season with an un- unknown without Tiana. I mean, I think there's a known factor if you have a Tiana, we were picked uh, to be top 10 in the country with her. Um, and as soon as, you know, they predicted that she would be out, you know, we weren't in that. And so they just kind of knew that she was a big part of what we did. But I thought our kids really fought hard. I thought we had kids playing in new roles. Our two top scorers, Kiki and Emily, uh, were not starters for us last year. And so I thought that there was a lot of unknown and a lot of trying to figure things out on the fly. But I thought our kids did a good job of fighting and, and trying to fight through it. Speaking here this morning on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios, 3150 Erie Boulevard East in Syracuse, New York. Von Reed, the assistant coach of Syracuse Orange Women's Basketball. Uh, you know, Von, for for you as an assistant on this team to have spent so much time around Tiana, you know, on the court, off the court, what can you say about, you know, her fight and just what it does for you? I mean, Tiana Mangakahia has been above and beyond. I mean, I think people that have dealt with cancer, whether it be breast cancer or any type of cancer, if it was them, if it was a family member, they can understand it. But for people that, you know, haven't had to deal with that and hopefully never will, she has been an inspiration to all of us. I mean, I, I look at Tiana and I say, you know, yeah, I've watched her play and yes, I've been, you know, I, I've been around her and, and I've, you know, I've obviously been to media days and whatnot and seen her and, 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 and so there was, you know, not really a, a connection that I had had with her personally. And then she goes through this fight and I'm watching what she's writing and what she's doing and videos about her and the rest of the ACC and their connection with her. And I mean, she, she became a role model for me and a mentor for me and, and a beacon of hope and a beacon of light for me and a snapback to reality for me without even really knowing her. Is that just who she is that she touches lives that she'll never know that she touched? 
Yeah, I mean, I think God has a funny way of, 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 of doing things and using things that come into your life. And Tiana has fought this cancer with uh, courage, uh, with a lot, with a smile on her face. I think she attacked it the way that she plays the game. She's just aggressive. Uh, she plays the game with joy, and she's just really just fought through this. And so to see the tremendous support that comes from the community, that comes from our team, uh, that comes from teams in our conference. I mean, just to, you know, the, the, the courage that she has to, f- to fight this, I just think that she's been an awesome job and she's definitely an inspiration for me and I tell her that all the time uh, you know we, we, it's just bigger than basketball from that standpoint but she really really loves the game and so I think that that's given her a reason to be able to fight too as well uh, you, you don't expect these things at, at her age from that standpoint so uh, you know we've just been praying with her and she's just been a tremendous blessing uh, in our program and we just I just thank her every day for, for being a part of my life and, and this program. You know, Vaughn, you, you talk about, you know, God has a, has a funny way of, of doing things through people, and, and you talk about blessings and, and faith and praying together and all of that. You know, we, we live in a world where, you know, people people get weird about it sometimes, and you talk about God, and, and people shut down, or they look kind of serious, and, you, you know, you can't, you know, you can't say God, you don't want to offend people, you can't do this and that. And, and and the funny thing is, I, I said I've said this for years. I never knew that dropping an f bomb and saying God would have the same effect on some people. But but we live in a world that that's how it is sometimes. And you know, you say it off the tongue. I, I believe in God. I tell people that listen and watch the show all the time, like believe in whatever you want to believe. And just like I respect you, like respect the fact that I wake up in the morning, first thing I do, I, I thank God for waking me up. So. What can you say about your faith and staying true to it in a world that sometimes doesn't always feel so warm and fuzzy? Well, uh, my, my faith is, is everything uh, for me. You know, I don't I don't do anything apart from God from that standpoint. And so anytime that I'm given a given a platform, I'm going to mention his name from that standpoint. Uh, you know, I think, you know, Tiana fighting through this and everything like that. I think you, I think it's done through prayers. You know, I, I think it's, it's, it's done through God from that standpoint. And and I'll, I'll just continue to, to to really speak his name. And and I don't I don't know how. I, maybe people can get through without him. I think everyone needs something to lean on. So whatever that is for you, uh, that's for you. But for me, it is definitely God. Uh, I've been blessed and fortunate to be able to have a lot of opportunities to do a lot of different things. And I don't take the credit for him. I give him all the glory from that standpoint. And, and how, I mean, do you find it difficult at all to live life that way in, in today's day and age? Is it becoming increasingly harder to be about your faith and be about God, or do you feel like it's just something that fuels you? Is it just as strong as it always was? Is is it harder to do now, or is it stronger? Um, I think for me, it, it, it hasn't changed because that's not going to change for me. Uh, but maybe for some other people in, in today's world, it may be tougher for them to be able to try to live out their ideals and their beliefs and everything. Um, but for me, no, that's that's not that's not really uh, been an adjustment period for me. Uh, I'm just going to I'm just going to speak about him. I know who he is in, in my life. He takes care of me. Um, but but I can see how that can become an issue for some people for sure. That coming from Von Reed here this morning, Syracuse Orange women's basketball assistant coach, uh, speaking on faith and positivity. And and Von, you know, we typically do it on a Tuesday, but you know, Avicolis works with us here in the community, fantastic local place, and they are located right at the corner of Wetzel Road and Route 57 in Liverpool. We do the ingredients to success, and we talk about what it takes to be successful. So. 
you know, to look at this team directly, this Syracuse Orange women's basketball team, what have you learned about the ingredients to success beyond obviously having to win games and, and, and go to practice and whatnot? What, what does it really take to be a consistently successful team and be able to weather the storm of adversity? I just think that you have to be able to, to have a way of excellence about yourself and everything that you do uh, on and off the court. And that's what we try to teach our young ladies to have an excellence. You're given a platform. You're, you're given something. These girls are one percenters. You know, they're they're playing Division One basketball. And, and that's that's very hard to do, you know, to be able to get to their level. And so I, I tell them all the time that they're fortunate to be doing what they're doing. And so take advantage of it. You never know when that opportunity is taken from you. You look at it, you know, Tiana's situation and everything like that, I think you're going to see her come back with a fierceness and an aggressiveness and playing it like it's every possession, even though, even, even though she did that, you know, the way she, that she played before. And so I think that that's one of the things that you just have to have an excellence about what you do. And I think that that comes from a process of, you know, being hardworking every day and being thankful and being grateful and have a gratitude about yourself. And I think if you do that, you can be successful. You know, because it does. It seems like you know it gets it gets hard sometimes to to really just you know hone it and stay with it and travel through adversity. Can you touch on any point in your life, either as a coach or or you know playing the game or just living living in general outside of the game? Can can you touch on any maybe one thing that when you have a tough moment or you have a tough time or things seem hard you look you look back to a place of adversity that you overcame is there a story that you could tell yeah i think the one thing for me uh and i was in the military in the army uh that's that's one of the toughest things to do with the type of discipline that you need uh every you know we're preparing for games of basketball in the army we were preparing for war and we were right on the brink of, of our unit going uh over, overseas to fight and everything and so i think that the, the toughness and the the type of commitment that you had to have to be in the military uh, really served me well i would say every all, all the time the things that i'm going through when i get out of here i would be able to handle everything from every everything after that or behind that is is really just a drop in the bucket compared to what you're going through in the military so you have to have a toughness and 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 be able to push through and so those are the things that i rely on my experiences that i had in the military and in my training and when you look back to the military you know how did it make you who you are today how did it create you know the the person that we see now the von reed that we know have you always kind of stayed true to who you are or did you add something by going through all that I think it tried to help me to try to stay with my core values of, you know, being honesty, you know, having discipline and, and just being hardworking. I mean, those are things that you're going to have to do in the military. You did them, you did them repeatedly and you did them without thinking. And so those are the things that I try to rely on. And I've, I've had success being able to do that. Uh, but the military taught me those principles. Uh, the things are tough, but you have to do them. You know, and, and you know, if you want the easy life, then you're going to you're going to you're not going to have success. And if you want, if you do the hard things, then you make things easier for you. And so, those are some of the things and principles that I rely upon every day. Uh, luckily for me, is that I have something that I'm passionate about too. And I think that that's very important. I think it's very easy to have success and, and work hard when you're passionate about something. And for me, that's basketball. And uh, again, I, I thank God for being able to give me that passion. 
that coming here this morning from Syracuse Orange Women's Basketball Assistant Coach Von Reed. Von, Coach Q, obviously he brought you in. He has been with Syracuse Orange Women's Basketball for such a long time. He is passionate. He is fiery with you on the staff. They, there has been consistently just pushing pushing the term and, and record-breaking, uh, going to a, a Sweet 16 and, you know, an Elite Eight, a Final Four, a championship game, having recruiting classes that may be in the top 13, the top 18, the top eight in the nation. You know, just, just what you've been able to do in recruiting, on the court itself. How has the road been with Coach Q since you got in there? I mean, it's been awesome. You know, I watched Coach Q from afar when he first took over this program, and he's done something that not a lot of coaches can do. Uh, you take a program that's, uh, that was on the floor, uh, and he got it up, you know, to, to winning, you know, to, to, to winning at a high level in the Big East. Uh, you know, he got, the, he got the team to the tournament in his second year. He's, you know, been 13 straight seasons of postseason play. We had a run of seven NCAA tournaments uh, up until this year from that standpoint. Point. So to watch him uh, resurrect a program uh, is, is something something exciting to watch, and just being able to work with him and help him to be able to take the program to the next level, it's been exciting. I've learned a lot from Coach Q. I think he's an excellent coach, uh, and to be able to stay with the program for as long as he's been there too is something to be you know to be uh, remarkable about as well. So he's he's an awesome coach. Uh, the, the kids really love playing for him. Uh, I think his longevity, longevity speaks for itself. And for you, I mean, obviously, there's been some changes to, you know, those that are in the room with you, you know, uh, you know, Adni Amadou, not there anymore, and as well as uh, Tammy Reese. How did you weather that storm of of not having Coach Amadou and Coach Reese there with you as they moved on to Rhode Island? What's that life been like? What can you say about, you know, with with the addition that you have and how the coaching staff is now? Did did it feel like it missed a beat with the players at all? Just your overall take of obviously the fact that things happen in in coaching and opportunities arise. So saying see you later to some friends and hello to a new one. What's what's life been like in that respect? I think it's been great because I, I think everyone kind of got what they wanted. You know, Tammy wanted to be become a head coach, and, and Otney went with her to be able to try to help her build a program. And so I think that that's awesome. They did a really good job this year at Rhode Island. Uh, we brought in, we brought in Delisha Milton. Uh, you know, her credibility speaks for itself. You know, Olympian. You know, she's she's this, this, there's something out there to win. She's wanted. Uh, so I think that she gives the players uh, great credibility. I thought our players really really responded to her, not just our post players, but the whole team uh and Cedric has filled in uh for this this year as an assistant coach and the last time he filled in for us we went to a national championship game and so I think it's been great overall I think everyone kind of got what they wanted uh you know things changes you always have to deal with change you know before that we had changes in our staff before and our program has continued to to win and so I just think you know that uh that that speaks highly to coach Q about the people that he's hired the people that he's brought in to be able to help this program yeah, you know, and and to see that and to see what you've been able to do there. I mean, you've been with him for such a long time. Does it feel like, I mean, is this home now to you? I mean, you and I have talked about, you know, future. Could you be a head coach somewhere, you know, at some point? How do you kind of balance everything and look at everything from season to season? Because you've had so much success at Syracuse and recruited so well and brought in players and not only not only are good there but they're good in the community they they move on to the WNBA they move on to be professional women in, in in communities all over the world so i mean where does your future lie does it 
Do you know, can you look beyond where you are right now at Syracuse? Do you ever think about it? Because I know we've talked about it before. Or has this, you know, become a home that that would be hard to leave? How do you kind of assess everything? Yeah, yeah, I think it is definitely hard to leave uh, because me and Coach Q are so connected, you know. And I, I, you know, my job is to help him, you know, build this program and continue to take it to the next level. And I think, I think you can always do your job where you're where you're at and do it to the very best of your ability. And if other opportunities present themselves, then you look at them, you know. From that standpoint, um, obviously, I, I, I do want to become a head coach at, at some time. Um, I think my opportunity is coming soon. From that standpoint, but you just never know. Um, but uh, you know. But I'm, I'm happy and I'm excited to be here. I'm, I'm grateful to, to be here every year. Um, but if other opportunities present themselves from a head coaching standpoint, then, then I would definitely look at those. And when you look at being a head coach, you know, do, does it is there a dream job? Is, is there, you know, a conference that you would step to? Or do you feel that, you know, anywhere that gives you that opportunity in Division One is a good fit? I mean, how do you look at that? Because I know different coaches look at different things. Some coaches will go, you know, down a division if they think it's the right fit. Some coaches might go to a conference that, you know, isn't as reputable. Some coaches only want to go if it's a lateral move or whatever it may be. So how do you how do you look at all of that? And, and how do you see it through your eyes that, you know, what would be something that would be a good thing to present itself. Do you have kind of criteria or, or how do you look at it? Well, I look at it from a standpoint, I do want to try to stay division one because I like coaching high level basketball. That's what I've been fortunate enough to be able to do coaching in the NBA and working in the WNBA from that standpoint, working in the SEC, the Big East and the ACC. And so I've, I've been fortunate enough to coach at a high level. Um, so I would definitely like to stay at division one, but just anywhere where where you have good people like you have here at Syracuse, uh, have, you know, good, uh, you know, have an opportunity to be able to win at a high level um, and just just be able to build a program I think that that is exciting for me that coming from Von Reed Syracuse Orange women's basketball assistant coach Von before I let you go I want to do something that uh, we've done for years here on the show I don't think you and I have ever played this but I want to uh, to send this out to you and, and see if you'll be open to it it's called rapid fire and okay. it's got nothing to do with sports I'm going to ask you three questions but in the in the in the atmosphere of of being fair I, I, I will not only be asking you three questions, I will give you the opportunity to put me on the hot seat and ask me any three questions on live radio and, and, and video here right now. You can ask me anything you want. Are you willing to play? Sure, absolutely. All right, cool. So my first question for you, Vaughn, is if anybody could play you in a movie, what would be the name of the movie and what actor would play you? Oh, wow. Well, I would probably say... Denzel Washington because he's such a, a great actor and so if he's in it it's going to be a great movie so I feel pretty good about that okay. uh, what would the, the movie be uh, I would probably say uh, probably passion uh, you know from that standpoint uh, passion for the game maybe that would be the movie <laughs> right. I like it passion for the game starring Denzel Washington as Von Reed I like that there so we go. there we go what... get it up on the big screen. <laughs> <laughs> I like that what's your first one for me um, I would say I would ask you what what book um, has inspired you the most. What book that you've read maybe has inspired you the most to, to do the things that you're doing in your life. You know that's interest. That's an interesting question because I, I look back at you know uh, when we were in school and we had to read books over the summer. I I just didn't like doing it, and 
at all. And, and, and I will say that there's certain books that stuck out to me and, and that inspired me to this day. I mean, now I try to read like self-help books and, you know, I, I do realize that my brain is, is a giant amusement park sometimes. And I, I, I have a big imagination and, uh, definitely my biggest critic. So, you know, trying to read some of those books to be, you know, mindfulness and, and all of that. And, but I, I would say that one book that really, really stuck out to me that's, you know, makes me passionate to this day would be To Kill a Mockingbird. And, uh, you know, Atticus Finch and that entire story. And I told my dad, because my dad's a prosecutor, and I, I said, you know, dad, the only time I would ever be a defense attorney is, you know, I said, I would go back to these, I mean, maybe unfortunately now too, because of everything, but I would go back to the days of Atticus Finch when nobody would defend a, an African-American person and they were always guilty no matter what. And, and, uh, and I would definitely like to fight that battle and look to win, you know, one of those, I think a great show that's, that's on right now is, is a show on ABC called for life, which is based on a true story. And, and again, deals with African-American and standing up for yourself and, and all of that. And, and I've always, I, I don't know, To Kill a Mockingbird has been one that I could always reach back to. I also like the book about Vietnam that was called The Things They Carried. And, and it was about uh, each soldier and what they carried and what was meaningful to them. What did they hold on to? And then them kind of going through PTSD and, and all this stuff. Like you really got to know these characters and, and you... You almost started to see your friends and you become these people. And when you were reading the book, you were almost living it, which which I thought was a, a testament to how well it was written. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I would say those. And uh, to come off of that, I, I would say to you, what, what book or movie or TV show inspires you to this day? What's what's one thing that stuck out to you? I think I think going back to what we were talking about earlier, uh, the, the book that I try, I try to read the most is, is the Bible, you know, from that standpoint, just being a faith man. Uh, and I've read a lot of books, you know, uh, spiritual books as well. Uh, but the, the Bible kind of keeps me grounded and I don't I don't have everything right all the time and everything. And I don't read it as much as I as I probably would like to. Uh, but it's something that sits on my desk and reminds me of just, you know, how blessed and fortunate that we are uh, to be able to get up out of bed every single day and be able to do the things that you love to do. And so from that standpoint, I would have to say it. That's, that's, that's the book that has inspired me the most. Well, and I do want to make mention of this because I, I, uh, I thought that this was crazy. And when I, I used to run Bible study in college. And so, yeah, so I was the, uh, the male leader. We had a male leader and a female leader. And, and so I, I led it and we were doing a, uh, it was kind of crazy. We were, we were in, you know, kind of one of those, fairs to get people to join groups and whatnot and so jenny rose who was the female leader she said can you help me make the poster and i was like yeah sure that's fine and she and i love you know doing art and i you know i always like grew up as a little kid drawing and whatnot so you know i said to her yeah i'd be i'd be game for for doing uh for doing that and she said can you make a bible can you cut out you know like make a bible cut it out put it on the thing i said sure no problem so as a joke i put daniel chapter 10 verse 21 as the bible because daniel 10 21 is my that's obviously my name and that's my birthday so i didn't even know there was a chapter 10 to daniel and i didn't know that there was a verse 21 so i i did it kind of just as like a little subliminal thing and so jenny rose comes over to me and i have the bible to this day because she gave it to me she opened up the bible to daniel 10 21 and she laid it in front of me and she said when you get a chance just take a look at this 
And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, you'll, you'll get it when you see it. So I look at it and it says Daniel and I kind of smirked. And then I saw that it said chapter 10. Well, not only is there a chapter 10 to Daniel and a verse 21, but verse 21 is the last verse of chapter 10. Oh, is that right? And wow. so, so not only that, but this is how it reads. And there's obviously different pieces to it, but this is what it says. But I will show thee that which is noted to the script, in the scripture of truth. And there is none that holdeth with me in these things but Michael your prince. And so different pieces of this talk about uh, Michael your prince. There is none that, that will protect me, none that will believe me, none that will defend me except for Michael your prince. Daniel chapter 10 verse 21, my birthday, quotes directly my middle name. My middle name is Michael. So that like sent kind of chills and, you know, goosebumps and, and like the hair raising up on my arms. And I just always found that to be interesting that in in the most purposeful of ways, God seems to show him himself, however, wherever, whenever he wants to. And, and I never in a million years would have thought that Daniel chapter 10, verse 21 existed, let alone that it would quote my middle name and really just make me, uh, you know, have that most. So I figured, you know, when you sharing that, that I felt like I needed to share that today. Right, right. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's a great testimony from that standpoint. <laughs> <laughs> what's your What's your second one for me, Vaughn? Um, as far as uh, what was What was the question again? I'm sorry, Dan. Uh, a- anything rapid fire? Any question okay. in the world? I think uh, what What would be your ultimate dream job? I guess. Well, I'm doing it. So uh, <laughs> I would say. Uh, you know, after working with ESPN and Fox and, and Yahoo affiliates, it's, uh, you know, it was a great experience and I wouldn't change anything for the world. I, I will say some are better than others, but, uh, but I will definitely, uh, state that working for myself and being a broadcaster, I love what I do. I, I love that I can, you know, talk with whoever I want to and tell any story I want to and, and really get to show people that it's about the relationships. I mean, I don't think you'd be on the show today if we didn't have some type of a relationship or some type of mutual respect. Sure, and, sure, absolutely. You know, and so I, I believe that, you know, t- a lot of people in media are looking to tell a story, find an angle. I'm looking to build relationships and talk about people's lives. So, you know, I think there's a difference to that. But if, you, if, if you're asking me what would be the dream, I would say I kind of liken it to Will Smith. And I say, you know, I, I want to do music. You know, I, I've sang all my life. I've written music, uh, written songs. So I would say if I get to do it all, it's sports casting, acting, screenwriting, directing, uh, being, you know, doing doing something musically as well. And, and probably eventually, even though I do it on the show a lot, it would be getting my butt up on stage with a microphone and doing some like real deal stand up comedy. So I, wow, wow, yeah, wow. a man with many talents. You have a lot of talents there, man. <laughs> so I, I, I try, I try. So you know, I mean, I, I feel like uh, you know, I've always lived a life where it's why not me, and uh, and that's just kind of how I live it. Where so many people are like, "Are you sure you can? Do you think you would? You can't be a master of so many things. You got to pick one." I, I always respond with, "Well, I don't want there like." I would rather be the precedent than look for the precedent. So, wow, that's awesome. 
that's a great way to that's a great way to look at it from that standpoint. I mean, I think you know, you, you I try to live my life and just try to focus on a few a few different things and try to be good at those things. And I kind of know where my talents lie, but I do know that there are some people who ha- who can do a lot of a lot of things well from that standpoint. So I applaud you from that, from just wanting to to, to do it and, and try to achieve those things. We get one life, and you never want to have any regrets from that standpoint. And Vaughn, God has given me way too many crazy ex-girlfriends to not talk about it. So, <laughs> you're right. You're right. That's awesome. So, That's awesome. yeah. So, uh, my my final one for you, Vaughn, is uh, I, w- I would say, uh, what is what are I, what are three words that you feel you would want your closest of friends to say describe you? Um. I would have to say faith would be one. Okay. Um, family would be the other. And um, probably passion would probably be the other one for sure. I like uh, it. Yeah, I think faith uh, is that's 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 who I am and, and, and family, you know, that's 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 who I provide for, that's who I live for. And uh, you know, passion. I think that we're we're all put on earth here to 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 do to, to do something, uh, to do something for God and, and he's given me the ability to be able to serve uh, with a passion through basketball. And so that's kind of my vehicle is the coaching of basketball and having a passion. And I, I think that Hopefully that inspires someone to, to, to be passionate about what they want to do and, and find that. You know, I, I come to work every day, um, but for me, it's, it's not work. You know, it's, it's, it's not work. It's what I love doing. It's what I, you know, what I love getting up every morning and, and doing from that standpoint. And so I think if you can find that, you can have a, a great and happy life. And I, and I agree with that wholeheartedly. You know, you find what you love and take care of it. You have that strong faith. You have that passion and you don't let anything hold you down. So... I love that. What's your final? I mean, your 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 answers have been so tremendous. I don't even I don't even know what to say. But what is your final one for me, Von? Okay, so you work in broadcasting. That's a two part thing here, and I know you you mentioned something about acting and singing. Mm-hmm. Um, one, who would who would you want to work with as far as like maybe doing something broadcasting? What what type of sport would it be, and and who would you want to work with? Um, and then two, uh, you know, acting. Who would you maybe want to get on the big screen with and do something acting wise? Well, I'll I'll say I'll tackle the broadcasting one first. So uh, broadcasting wise, I-, I would say I would love to do the NCAA tournament and commentate because I've commentated before and MU courtside at 17 years old, my first show and, and at my alma mater, Marywood University, still running strong. So D3 commentating men's and women's. And uh, so I would say I would like to do that. And who would I want to work with? Mm. I would I would say, you know. I mean, I like Sean McDonough. I like, I like Mike Tirico. I, I, my, my all-time favorite that I would have loved to have worked with was Stuart Scott. He was my favorite. So he was a huge. I always said he's the mentor that never knew he was my mentor. So, so I would say Stu. Um, I'd like to work with Chris Berman. I, I met Chris Berman and spent some time with him. So, and he was really a, a sweet man and and very very uh, cool. When I told him how appreciative i am of his work his response was so humble so i would say uh the boomer but uh and then movie wise who would i want to work with 
I would say, I mean, I mentioned him already, hands down Will Smith, because I feel like, and I tell people this all the time, I'm like, number one, I could do the Carlton dance, so I'm proud of that. And <laughs> But uh, I think based on if Will is everything he seems to be, I feel like we would have grown up and been friends. So I I, uh, I would I would definitely want to do something with Will. Um, I'd want to work with, oh, geez, this is uh, Tom Hanks. I'd want to work with Tom Hanks. Uh, Denzel Washington because he's done he's done so many roles yet every new movie he does you believe that that's the only thing that he is it's like no he's a train conductor like I mean it's just it's crazy how he makes you believe but Tom Hanks in the same respect so I would say that and musically I'll add one in here I want to work with Phil Collins I'd want to work with Journey Uh, I'd want to work with if he was still alive Luther Vandross uh, Michael Jackson, I would have loved to work with, but but I will say uh, I will say right now, living uh, Phil Collins' uh, journey, uh, work with uh, work with people like that, and for whatever reason, because I like making beats and I really really love uh, I love hip hop and I love so many things about it. I would love to, if from from when I was a little kid, I'd love to be in in a studio in New York City with Diddy just just like working with him and Mace and just laying down a new thing and being like the comeback album. I like I don't even care if I get to put one beat in like a little a little piece of it but I don't know Diddy just seemed to know what he was doing when he was bringing like old songs back and stuff so I just thought it was yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, I'd love to be able to see you in those shiny suits that Diddy and Mace were wearing too, man. <laughs> at the time, you got to go all the way if you're going to do it, right? You got to move as smooth as Bugsy. That's what they. That's what they got to do. So, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> that's great. That's great. <laughs> that coming from Von Reed here. Von, listen, I I appreciate you. I, I consider you in my life so much more than than uh, simply a coach. So, thank you for all that. Uh, you have brought to my life and all the inspiration that you give me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on and keep doing what you're doing and keep inspiring people. You're definitely an inspiration yourself as well. Well, thank you, sir. I don't have words for that, but I, uh, I have much appreciation. So thank you for that. Thank you. All right. We'll talk with you soon. Okay. Okay. Take care. Take care. God bless.